0: Time for the Magpie 24-7 Podcast with your hosts Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. Discussing all things Newcastle United, passionate, unfiltered, passionate. unfiltered, and totally black and
1: white by fans for fans what's happening everyone it's kyle for the magpie 24 7 podcast and we've been looking forward to this one all weekend honestly all weekend i've been waiting and waiting decided to watch the canelo and saunders fight last night um so that's why it's a little bit delayed but um paul i mean (laughs) leicester city 2 newcastle united 4 Leicester is a wonderful place and remains a wonderful place <laughs> in the last four years. I mean, this this totally, totally came out of the blue, mate. Like, yeah. What a 4-0 up. I was tweeting, I was like, I'm getting woke up in a minute. The Subford guard, and I was saying before the match, we're going to be 4-5, and no we're winning 4-5. Um, I thought four, somebody
0: spiked my drink, to be honest, at first. I thought I was <laughs> tripping out. I know, I know. When we go to Leicester, it's not you normally do see a lot of goals when we play Leicester, but it's normally us conceding them, not us scoring yeah. them. Uh, and I just like the fact, just at this point, straight off the bat, thank Brendan Rodgers for um, doing such a fantastic job for Newcastle and, and and talking up Newcastle so so well, whilst the rest of his team, by the looks of it, just thought, that's yeah. Newcastle. Uh, this will be an absolute shower piece of piss, and um, they took us totally and utterly um for granted the thought that steamrolled through us like we, we did yeah. like the arsenal team did uh no last time out and uh i said to you off camera that the performance that we got was the performance that we were all probably expecting against arsenal but they saved yeah. it for a week and boy fantastic best result of the season best performance of the best season arguably yeah, the boy. best performance under bruce um and although again we didn't dominate possession of this that the other, what we did do Yes, we were really, really smart with it. We've got a striker up top, mate, who is an absolute goal whore oh and is, is, is determined. Everything he said after the match, I was just, I was literally, apart from laughing my tits off at, at the fact <laughs> that what we just done, I was smiling either ear, because he was saying the right stuff and he was talking about i've said all along i want to get the 15 goals i want to get the 15 goals he was annoyed with himself uh hitting the post the first time on, on 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 his on his second um and i just wish we could have kept uh, saint maximum and wilson fit all season because you know wilson scoring made on on an average of a goal every other game and that's a fantastic ratio and, and one definitely a debate I think he's the best and most complete striker, certainly since Denver buys. He, he's a lot like Les Ferdinand in lots of ways. He reminds me of Les Ferdinand, and he's a proper old school um, in the same sort of cut of an Alan Shearer where it, it's all about goals. And he gets two when he's good at that. He hasn't got his hat trick. He scores two, but he's a, he's still kicking himself because he hit the post with the first of the second goals. Yeah. And it's that obsession with scoring that you don't see from a Joe Linton. That you don't see from some of the other countless amount of strikers that we've had but for me uh to, to nick and mike ashley for pound for pound whatever way you want to, to look at it he is the best complete striker since denver bar and i i love Denver bar the bits
1: yeah i mean i, I kind of like <laughs> the amount of words to sum up this bloke paul he's one he's one sexy bastard just to sum up <laughs> like Honestly, mate, I, I, he's just—I am in proper awe. Like, uh, we've we've seen some shit at centre forward for for a couple of years now. Like, we've seen Riviere, Cisco, Joe Linton, sure, no, like, we, yeah, like we've seen some crap up front, mate. But we've seen some—we've seen some good forwards as well, Remy. Barr, yeah. But but uh, you, you you're totally right. I mean. He's he, he, like in terms of a complete striker, holding up the ball, the, the the obsession, the drive to score him goals, the mentality. I mean, he he, he, scored, he He's disappointed at how he scored his second goal. Like that's what you want to hear. That is it, what you want to hear. It's just twenty
0: three starts made this season. I've got the numbers for you. Twenty three starts, two thousand eighty six minutes, twelve goals, five assists. 20 shots on target, and this from a Newcastle team who for 99% of the season have been allergic to possession. Imagine what he could have done if we'd actually had some more of the ball, if we'd have uh, yeah. played like we did last night against your Sheffield United, your Wolves, your Villas, your uh, your Brightons of, of the world. Imagine what he, he could have uh, got if Newcastle were set up better if we hadn't been playing bruce ball all season if we had a competent manager because we'll get the bruce in it you know in, in a minute with all due respect but 12 goals from like, like say 23 starts
1: it's not talked about enough mate
0: no it, it, it's, it's not and, and how we, and he doesn't get in, in you know involved in the england setup it's more evidence of how biased that gareth southgate is at the end of the day um those are fantastic for me fantastic numbers and we like we have not had it uh and i know you touched upon we've had some good strikers solomon Rondon. we would have both have been desperate to snap up uh after he completed his loan in newcastle but uh this lad is 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 something else i think rondon it worked very well in a certain type of situation um and formation and he did a cracking job don't get me wrong but callum wilson is a much more rounded all-round striker. And it, and if you're if you're one of the midfielders for Newcastle um and you see Callum Wilson in front of you, it's got to up your up your levels by a few percent because he, he leads the line so well. He's a fantastic focal point. He can drift onto the right and allow somebody else to come into the middle. He's clever, he's intelligent, his movement's good, uh he's good with his head, he's good with his feet, um and he's alert and he's bright. And again I, I'll go back to Joe Lindon. We talk about football intelligence uh, and I've critiqued Joe linton throughout the season for not—he's a fantastic athlete, uh, in, you know—and he's built in the right ways. But if you look at Callum Wilson, he's built in the right ways, and yeah. he's got football intelligence. And he well, just you all to look, the run—the run,
1: right run fourth goal tells you all you need. You need the fourth goal—the the, the run for the fourth goal tells you all you need to know about Callum Wilson ahead of his defender ahead of the game. Great finish. Uh, well, he hit the post and he was disappointed with that, but like the just the run, it just shows the, the football intelligence and game. the, the oh.
0: angle. The angle, I thought, oh, it's gone, it's gone. But to, to again to get it back, and, and yeah, more strikers would have switched off and bought, yeah, but no, he was still alert to it and is literally so so quick and onto it and could react faster than any of the Leicester defenders. And may I say as well, when I was thanking Brendan Rodgers, I forgot to thank the Leicester defense because. Thanks to your little coif turns and your little shorts. <laughs> you were absolutely bitched out by the Newcastle, Newcastle attack. That That is a case. I, I just got a feel from watching the match, personally for me, and I'm taking nothing away from Newcastle, because I thought we played uh, really, really well as a, as a counter-attacking cool. uh, side with pace and purpose uh, on, the, on the break. But regardless to what the manager said, Brendan Rodgers the leicester players were i think a little bit big time charlie a little bit too big for the boots they underestimated newcastle you do not fanny about on your own in yard box made trying little stupid turns and stuff like this it's not street football uh you're not five or six goals up and you can afford to take a chance uh no you deal with, you the, deal with- the danger properly and i tell you something if if they had had uh, a paul dummett in their side the The game could have been a lot, lot different. And I think, again, it's another person that we'll, we'll be getting onto on this podcast, the Paul Dummett Appreciation Society, because, again, that lad doesn't get the credit he he deserves. But, talk, yeah, talk about Fanny and about. I would have been... I mean, as a Newcastle supporter, I was delighted that he was Fanny and around around. Um, but if that was a Newcastle player, if that was... Uh, a Joe Linton or somebody like that, or a John Joe Shelby. Do they been getting pelters from the Newcastle fans and rightly oh, right, no, right, yeah.
1: so? Rightly so. But well, thanks very,
0: really, thanks very really much, Lester. Appreciate it. We needed uh, the help. Yeah,
1: Brendan Rodgers made Steve boost the brilliant manager. He said he was. How about that? But. Honestly, mate, we started really well. Um, Max, Maxi got a really good opportunity. The, the thing uh, is, we won, and Maxi really didn't contribute much to the game. He was just he was just kind of there. He had his one chance in the first half where we we'll cut them open with the pass. Wilson obviously split Maxi. Should have credit scored. Where credit where credit's due. He should be scoring, but the save from Schmeichel was... Up, nothing short of absolutely outstanding, mate. To be honest, uh, just like his dad rolling back the years with the with the the the, the stance he makes when 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 the one on one. But yeah, br- it, Honestly, a brilliant save. I couldn't believe he missed it. I, I thought I thought if that was if that was a Joel in, in the war, a shelvy might have, he they might have called for his head a bit on Twitter. But um, we, we kept going. We didn't let we didn't let that bother us. And like you say, is that we, we pounced on the opportunity um not you, going for a Crife turning had a flipping howler last night. He was shit. He uh, well, just two ago now. But and uh, and yet again, Joe Joe Willock mate, I mean we've spoke about this lad. What a flipping difference he's made to that midfield. All season we've had we've had players that haven't been able to get the ball up the field, They haven't been able to uh, press properly because we've been fairly slow in midfield, slow is an understatement. Static would probably be more of a realistic word. But he just yeah. pounces straight on the opportunity, one on one. And I thought Schmeichel might have his number because of the save he made. But it's a it's a really tidy finish into the bottom right hand corner. And Willick again mate a four in his last four. And he didn't play that Burnley game or the Arsenal game because he because obviously he couldn't but the last four yeah, games no, the the game, difference, the he difference scored makes. four goals. Like you, you've
0: got to think mate <sighs> It's like a lot of people have been saying, and, and I've bumped into um, a few Newcastle fans around here recently, but it, it, it's like oh, the difference is made. And you, you, you've you got to think, why the hell have Arsenal let let him go? He's been such what we needed for so, so long. He's everything that John Joe Shelby should be. And in the time that he's been on loan with us uh, and the goals that he scored now, no Arsenal player has scored the amount of goals that Joe Willick has has scored since he's joined Newcastle on loan. Um, and I just hope oh, we aren't ourselves in the, in the foot with regards to keeping hold of them. But everything that Arteta has said, and I, I do think he's made a bit of a mistake by letting them go, is that they are very deep lying issues at Arsenal. And he wants a literally a clean slate, a wipe of the board. So it could well be, regardless to how well he's doing. My issue comes with will a Wolves come in for him? Will an Everton come in for him? Will an Aston Villa come in for him? Uh, yeah you you run out of superb or whatever I've tried to pronounce it it's early. Um f- you know f- for the lad but he's a he's an old head on a young pair of shoulders he's got energy yeah. um and like I said he is he's everything that John Joe Shelby should be but isn't he will get back he will put tackles in he will get forward he just finds space he's full of running and it's like he looks so 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 much more Fitter, athletic, hungry for success, and and we we've touched on it before on previous podcasts. We want to build a, a young, hungry team. We use the likes of Maxi as a blueprint. Get these players in who aren't really known, uh, you know, all all the way around, but are young, hungry, eager to prove a point. Have got yeah. because if, if you look at our 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 team, and you look at it on the Arsenal game, and people will say that there's the difference between Arsenal and this game. Is Joe Willick? I think it's 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 far more from far more from that. I think it was le- like legs in the center of, center of the park. Uh, you've got when you've got Joe Willick in there, and uh, when you've got uh, Miggy, who's, who's playing out of position, he's done the job for the team at the moment. Uh, but I thought he, he again, Miggy was absolutely great in that role yesterday. It again masks the fact that John Joe does no running at all. He, he might as well cement his feet in, 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 into the uh, into the turf as it were, but the difference some energy and some athleticism and some running and determination and the right attitude makes in, in that middle, but yeah, these are the sort of players we should be building a, a team out of, so your Joe Willis, yeah. Alan St Maximans, your Miggies are, are the ones that we've got to snap up and, and, and bring in and build a team out and, and not go for your, 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 your sort of tired, past it players, like we've done in the past with your Damian Duffs. Uh, and then your modern-day version of your Damien Duff is, is your John Joe Shelby's and stuff like this. And then we need to mix it up with your proven quality, like Callum Wilson's. And then look what we can do. Leicester, mate, should be the blueprint for Newcastle. Totally nutly mm-hmm. enough.
1: Isn't
0: yeah, Yeah. need to make about it. Um, and you know I've got a lot of time for, and I have a lot of respect for that man's opinions. <laughs> and, and this this is this is what we need to be. We need to ditch this all-guard... This that's probably overstayed its welcome a little bit. And, I, you know, I don't think John Joe had his worst game yesterday for Newcastle, but he might do one or two half-decent performances over the course of the season, mate, but it's it's not enough. And I'm excited by the prospect of uh, of uh, maybe playing an Isaac Hayden together with Willick, together with Mickey or you know, to drop Sean well, I mean,
1: how,
0: how How does Sean look with Willick? Uh, because Sean does a lot of running. Willick does a lot of running. I want to see energy, athleticism. I want to see power and pace, like you do with virtually every other Premier League side. Our midfield before Willick was pre- pretty embarrassing and it was pretty bog-standard. It probably wasn't even championship standard. No, It, it, it was that poor. And we've talked about it repeatedly, how it's caused us problems, mate. But he has come in and
1: totally... difference.
0: Huge, huge difference and 20 million pound made, half a Joe Litton.
1: It's just
0: yeah. not, up. actually, it, just it, it,
1: no-brainer. Like, it is a no brainer. Like, Willa came in and done something a midfielder hasn't done for Newcastle for the best part of two years, probably since Shelby at West Ham last year and we're more than 3 <laughs> 2. Um, Boston midfield. He totally yep. bossed the midfield. Like, the talk about Telemans, the talk about Ndidi, like these good midfielder. he had them on toast, mate. He sorted them well out, man. The amount of times he was running for oh, him, he, he had the life in that first half. They couldn't handle him. And, like, when you've got a player like that who can take, it, take the game by the scruff of the neck and really drive home that, he, he's box-to-box he box midfield, really, Leicester kind of, like a team like Leicester, the third in the league, for God's sake. Can it handle Joe Willick? That tells yeah, me you must go and get him because I haven't seen that from Shelby. I mean, we've, we've singled out Shelby, but I'd say Shelby, Hayden, um, Hendrick, Sean, Matty. I haven't seen a midfielder dominate a game like that for Newcastle for a long, long time. And it's really yeah. refreshing Bye. to see a midfielder take a game like that and prove that he should be in the team because the fact that he was on the bench for a couple of games and he still maintained the scoring record tells you exactly what you need to know. It's not a super sub thing. It's it, it's the player is flipping class and Newcastle need to sign him. It's not a case of Rondon. It's not a case of Remy of old where we've not took the chance to sign these loan players. We've got to take this, mate. over or no takeover. over happens. You've still got to sign Joe Willock. He still needs to be the first player you sign because that lad has a lot of potential. To get well, to the there's right a rumour, isn't there?
0: There's rumours, mate. £30 million is supposedly the war chest that, that he's got and any money that he uh, can create and generate this is taking the takeover to one side from 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 the planning perspective from lee Charlie's side uh there's 30 million pounds going to invest there now it may take 20 million pound of that to get them in um
1: i'd do it i I, I would
0: do it i mean even if it even if it meant we could only get them in for another loan i'd still do that with the hope that at the end of the loan we can then look Again, towards bringing them in, if money is is that type. but I I would bring him in. I'd give him um, a, a longer contract. I think he's he's feeling the love from the Newcastle fans. Although obviously we're not in the stadium uh, at the moment yeah. on social I media. Yeah, and, and if you come if you compare that, uh, and I've been checking out some of the Arsenal, um, you know, message boards and stuff like that. Uh, some of the comments when he actually left the club to join Newcastle were quite shocking. Uh, I'd say a good uh, two thirds of the comments are quite negative toward the lad. Um, you know, it's, 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 yeah. No, you know, at the end of the day, he's done better than any of the other midfielders that they've got. But I think that they're a club who would prefer. It might, I may be wrong. Shoot me down if I'm wrong. But um, they are a club who would much prefer to bring in a foreign player from abroad. Uh, for, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 million pounds just to sort of stroke the ego and pet the egos rather than invest in the youth. And their youth system is a fantastic system and it's one of the legacies, I think, of... Uh, yeah,
1: there,
0: yeah. Who, again, hounded out, out of the club, but, you know, there's no doubt uh, Joe Willick or however he wants to pronounce his name out of, on the side of afterwards afterwards, um, he has a lot of love and connection and affinity with, with the club uh, down there. Uh, but I think Newcastle is a is a perfect a perfect fit for him. Uh do I think he could probably go on above Newcastle? Well if Newcastle stays as we are at the moment, probably yes. Uh he has got that much potential. He should be an international player of the future, you 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 would think. But if Newcastle can grow, if Newcastle can get the takeover that we deserve and things start progressing on the pitch, again I'd be happy. I I've said this to you mate a hundred times before. I'm not after the superstar. Uh, signings and something they're going oh well you the reason you want this takeover is you'd be the richest club in the world and it's it's not because of that it's for a fresh start and signing young exciting players like joe willicks like your alan st maximums like your miguel i'd like to do that and mixing them in with some good youth prospects coming through the team so the next generation of your your paul uh you know your paul dummets your next generation of maybe a tim crowder will be brought in and in through the the youth structure of, of of uh you know of Newcastle and so on and so forth or another Sean or anything else like that or your next Andy Carroll um that's that's what excites me so there's no doubt I just think Bruce has got to stop fanging around and talking in riddles like this oh we'll talk when we're safe we are safe now barring a goal difference catastrophe which would I suppose maybe you could argue to on Newcastle we are safe now. We need to be talking to these players. We need to be having conversations. Um, because, yeah, the, the difference between the Arsenal game and this game, the energy and everything else, mate, a huge part of that was down to that lad. And and, and that is how we are at the moment. We have maybe one or two players in certain positions that make all the difference. you said Maximans, you Callum Wilsons, you Joe Willett. You take them out. And it showed yesterday when, when Sean come on, and Willick went off, we started to fall a little bit because you've got Sean and you've got yep. John Joe who always stays on. So, okay. um, yeah, I, I'm hoping that Bruce is seeing the same things that we're seeing and <laughs> and, 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 and uses a little bit of common sense. And um, <laughs> I know, I know. But, I mean, I, I was listening, I was watching the match, with, again, with the fake sound off and you could hear a lot of shouting from the bench. I don't know who it was exactly, to be honest, it wasn't Bruce, because he was stood there, the youths, just what he normally does. Looks like he's chomping on a way of his original, doing out of actual genuine purpose or merit for the club. But one of his coaching team was literally all the time, John Joe, John, close him down. Come on, John. Get closer. Get into him. Put a tackle in. Close him down. Come on, John Joe. And all the way from the ninety. that's all I could hear. John Joe, John Joe, John Joe.
1: Nothing. is green line. That,
0: get rid of him. Well,
1: yeah, I, I wouldn't the summer like, but just to just to add on to the point of Willick, like, we've got to sign him at, all, at any and all costs. Like, I'm surprised Leicester didn't look at that and say we need him in the summer. But news has came out, Samari, who we tried to sign last season, is going to Leicester. So I don't think they'll be in, in the field for Joe Willick. Could you imagine, like, in a different world, Steve Bruce wanted Hamza Chowdhury first? Like, you talk about common sense, but he wanted Hamza Chowdhury over Joe Willick. And look at the difference that lads made, this football team made. Like, arrest me, case. No common sense in that bloke. But um, Newcastle, it really rare, mate, but we didn't sit off. Leicester, I thought, would sit would would be like, oh, we've got our we'll goal. We'll just sit back and hope for the best. But we didn't. We kept hitting them on the counter. We're pressing them efficiently. We're making them lose the ball in midfield, which is so rare for Leicester this season because they're so, they're so good with the ball at their feet. They're comfortable. But we made them uncomfortable. We pressed at the right times. And the second goal, mate, comes from a set-piece. We've been shite at set-pieces this season. And... Yeah, Paul Dummett with a header. So, so rare. Like, it, it, was, it, it looked like first something... First in five to, years. Yeah, his first one since uh, that volley against Bayern United, the 3-3, the year we went down. But, um, no, it, it, like, just just to see Paul Dummett score was really... um Well, first and foremost, it was surprising because it went 2-0 up at, at the King Power. But, like... I mean, just he just
0: talked about that way in, I like, What the... What the fuck's <laughs> this? What? And uh, uh, then you look at him and like Paul Dummett, really? Paul Dummett. You just uh, can't it, was... no.
1: Like it was, it was great to see though. But I thought Schmeichel could have saved it. Actually, given the ASM shot that he saved, I thought yeah. he could have done a but I'm not I'm I'm not. I don't give a shit. That <laughs> it goes you,
0: in. You'd want, yeah, ideally, you'd want that header going in one of the far corners to give the goalkeeper as little chance as possible to make a save. But it went. I think Schmeichel was anticipating it would maybe go to one corner and was obviously outstretched a little bit. But then left a gap and gap where Paul Dummett took full, full, full advantage. Yeah. And I'm so pleased with Paul Dummett because since he's come in again, he has been another cog in the machinery of, uh, you know, a, a bit of a, a, bit of a fantastic um, sort of turnaround. You know, in all honesty, because yeah, we, we've worry. as many points now made in the last five Premier League games, which is ten points, as we managed in the previous. Fifteen matches. So really? I mean, that is un- unbelievable. The the upturn in in uh, in in points and results in these past few games compared to the previous fifteen is unfucking believable. That is what is going to keep us up. Um, but we don't make we no doubt about it. We've got to make some good positive decisions early on this summer because we can't afford another season like this because people will say, oh, the Newcastle fans are being fickle on this, that, and the other. No, there was a real and a definite possibility that during those 15 games we were going to go down. We were laughing, mate.
1: After breaking our thought we
0: laughed and joked. Do you remember what we said about Rob? And Rob will be listening to this, right? He predicted 5 oh, goals against uh, Arsenal God, and we said it, back we've only scored 5 goals between now and the end of the season. And then what are we going to do? We score 4 in the next game. Well,
1: I made a, bet, it, I made a yep. bet last week. I say it's five goals between now and the end of the season. I'll buy him a Rybina. So if we score next week or it's Sheffield United or Fulham, um I owe Rob a Rybina. So Rob, yeah, I'll have to buy a Rybina next season, lad. <laughs> <laughs> but, um no, it, it it was it was just it was nice to see Port Paul, Paul Dummett score, me because they he you're right, since a couple of these players have came back into the team after Brighton. A couple of changes were made. Um, obviously, Paul Dummer came in. Richie came in. Um, more Just more industrious players that have kind of picked the team up a little bit. Yeah, um, credit: Willick, um, the talent of Maximin, who's obviously seen the quality in the games. And Wilson, Like they, they've been the overall quality that's dragged Will through. But these industrious players that have kept the team mobilised, they've, they've worked really hard. Um, and help keep this team up. I mean, Matt Ritchie gets all applauded, and rightly so, but I think Dummett deserves a little bit of credit as well. Barring the own goal he tried to score against Burnley, he's been nothing short of a, a brilliant mate. And the goal, I think he really deserved it after the past couple of weeks of really grafting and, and giving everything for Newcastle, because he always seems to go under the radar, Dummett, He really does, but... Fair play to him. I mean, he's one of the defenders I keep in the summer because obviously, looking at looking at with defense at, at the minute, you probably see Clark hasn't looked great. Feddy played well last night, but he hasn't looked great as of late either. And with the links of Aja um, and Lassell's coming back. Share reportedly signing a new contract and dumb it, There's your four defenders next season. So Lejeune, um, Clark and Feddy maybe out the door. That's if doesn't say any new contracts, so there could be five uh, centre backs. But I think there's a number for Clark, sadly. But um, just to see Dummett get a girl on the score sheet, mate, I think that's well deserving. But again, he deserves a lot more
0: from the fan base than, than what he gets. I think he gets a little bit of a raw deal. I know when we're at St James's, you hear lots of things about Paul Dummett and stuff like that. But, you know, he never complains when he's dropped out of the team. I know he's a little bit injury prone in this, that, and the other. Uh, he clearly is a passionate uh, supporter of Newcastle. He comes in, he gives his all, he does his best. He never lets you down. He's he's one of those players who'll always be a sort of a, a, you know your seven out of tens and stuff. And I think, like you said, with Richie coming back in, who clearly passionate and articulate. You've got Paul Udemy, who's trying to do things in, in in the right way. And and these sort of players, I don't think we can risk losing them all at once. Are putting the club and the badge before their own personal thing. Richie wanted to leave for personal and family reasons to go back down south, but he hasn't whinged and complained and moaned about it. He's got on with it, and he's done a fantastic job for Newcastle, and he still puts in fantastic, committed performances. He was he was carrying an injury last week against uh, Arsenal, um, but I, I, think, I think the Arsenal game, you, you've got to sort of look at it as a bit of a blip. By and large, since these changes have been made and the right players have eventually been brought in to do the job. They're maybe not the sexiest names in the world, your Dummets and the Richies and Co, but they've done a fantastic job
1: uh-huh. to
0: get us out of the absolute shite because we make no doubt about it, during that run that I touched upon before, we were heading towards the Championship. And It's not because of some tactical masterstroke or some amazing thing that Steve Bruce has done. We've done this in spite of Bruce, and I'm still very much uh, Bruce out, and I think... Common sense would say get to the uh, get to the summer and then bring somebody else in who's more uh, equipped for it. He's paid to win football matches. We've won a few football matches recently, but that still doesn't pay up over the cracks. That I think with this team, it has been capable
1: yeah, of yeah, more, yeah. more
0: over the season than what he's yeah. got out of it. Maybe we shouldn't be the reduced Newcastle fans down to being so over the top. that we're going to probably finish still fourth bottom. I still see the bigger picture, and I still think a club of our size with the infrastructure we've got, with the players that we've got, uh, and everything else should be doing better than scrapping it out with Burnley for the wooden spoon. No disrespect to Burnley or, or their glamorous tent at um, <laughs> <laughs> the world famous tent that they've got.
1: Anyone it's who's been away knows what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, you will do. But at the end of the day, our aspirations, they should be higher, and uh, Bruce has talked now about, again, now he's had a couple of decent results, beating his previous what, uh, totals to show progression. Uh, I don't think that we've uh, shown uh, progression. I think he's shown blind loyalty to the likes of John Joe, who, to me, he stays in no matter what. Even yesterday, I was like, well, tip take John Joe off. He's done no running the entire match, he should be fresh as a daisy. But take him off. To, no, you he won't. You'll take anybody else off. But and again, I've spoken about on previous uh, podcasts. We should be learning new things about this team, ready for next season. We've seen enough of Shelby to know what Shelby's like. Why don't we look at Sean Longstaff playing next to Joe Willock? Why don't we look at those sort of combinations um, and, and 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 see what's what? I'm gutted that Elliot Anderson's got himself injured because again, we could have learned about him, ready for Nine. next season.
1: You know, just chances for these kids. Um, yeah, last, last three games, giving them a chance. Maybe I don't know. I mean, he didn't do that last season when we were safe, so he's not going to do it again, mate, Let's be honest. But,
0: but you, you, know, you need to learn. You, you do. There's no point us if we go into another season, mate, with John Joe Shelby in the middle of the park. Eventually, I will look. He's going to run out because he's shite.
1: Not it, the worst thing about him. He, like, he's not in his thirties yet. He's, his legs haven't gone yet. Could you imagine, like, he doesn't move now, could you imagine, he? Tall. we're going to need a flipping Zimmer frame for him in a couple of seasons, man, honestly, flipping card horse, like, 70, 80, 80 grand to, be, 90 grand to be fair, the people that are loyal to him on, on social media, state of their guns, they, they, they give with stats of, oh, when he passes the ball, and, I just don't see it, like, yeah, he does, he gets the ball a lot. But he doesn't do anything with the ball, it, it, and, then he's a mate. and then when we don't have the ball, we're a team that don't have possession very often. So when we don't have the ball, he's a passenger. He yeah. just played through every single week, but enough.
0: Uh, One mate. During that game, on the stats, when you look at the stats, if you look at John George Shelby's stats against Leicester, bear in mind we're away from home. We're in the shit still of, of relegation, possibly. And John Joe didn't put one tackle in during that entire game. The prosecution rests its case. I want our midfielders to put a few tackles in to care to show that they care. And all all of this this hype about oh he's this that and the other he's a one trick pony and I haven't seen that one trick in a in a in a good in a good long while. And I I just think that Joe Willick is your blueprint. John Joe Shelby is not your blueprint. You know, so if we can sell him on for a few million, mate, this summer, shift his wages off, off, off the uh, off the payroll, which it will I'm go down a lot, too. because you've, what got savvy, you've got Atsu out of contract, you've got umpteen different players. So a lot of money coming off our wage bill, which is already pretty small compared to Premier League standards. Take John off, let him move on, let him get his dream move to West Ham. Let's see how the West Ham fans react when he's, he's sitting there and, and there are a couple of goals down and he's not putting a tackle in or he's not moving or he's letting his runner just walk, literally walk past him. Uh, and he's sitting there, his, his hands on on his legs puffing. It's just not not for me. He's giving good service to Newcastle. I would thank him for that. He's been professional, blah, blah, blah. Um, but he's not offering enough for me, and we can't afford to carry passengers, mate.
1: Well, if Steve Bruce stays and Mike Ashley stays in the summer, we're we're keeping John Joe. We'll just have to accept that, accept that straight away because Bruce, for <laughs> for love no money, will stand by this man. Honestly, I think I think he could catch catch him red-handed with his misses in the in the centre circle St James's Park. In his sitting room, in his garden, it doesn't matter where the cat where he catches these two, he'd still start John Joe Shelby yeah, on a he, he would hundred percent. So, it, it, so John Joe Shelby's future is very much dependent on Steve Bruce's future as well. But to go to go into the second half, mate, like we we keep we keep we keep going. We don't let up. I thought we'd sit <laughs> back, but again we'll press at the right times. We'll get a couple of half chances. Um. And I was
0: show shit myself. Did you see when I put on tweets just before half time? I was like, Can we not just play on? Do we have to have half time? Please, no. So I was like, All
1: right, but let's let's start a couple of actually one thing I haven't mentioned, mate, and I will now. Dubravka made a couple of really good saves in that first half, mate. Just before yeah. the end of the first half, I think it was Vardy tried to chip him in, and, and um. To read, to read a chip, like that's really high-level goalkeeping. But Alan Smith, with his Leicester agenda, was like, oh, well, they're makeable saves. But but Kasper Schmeichel like, had a, yeah, he got a little bit excited about. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, like, a bit, be unbiased, mate, do you know what I mean? But like, the the key still... goalkeeper I needed for a save, like, the the save that you made from Perez towards the end as well, absolutely phenomenal. Um, but the, the IQ need from a goalkeeper for like the chip, because obviously Vardy's very good at what he does, but he read that perfectly, and that could have changed the whole game, That we we're 2-0 up at the time. He's definitely a contender for another match. Right, just a little tribute to him, because it's 100 games now for Martin to and I've said it many times on many different platforms, that bloke is the best goalkeeper we've had since Shea given, bar on Born on, yeah. he's flipping, he's honestly mate, and I seen a tweet the other the other week saying um someone would prefer Matt Ryan over Martin brock I'm thinking, are you, flipping, are, are you on the are you on the juice mate? <laughs> sure. now. Yeah.
0: But, no, but the thing is, right, you know when Matt uh, when Carl Dahlia was in the beginning of the season, everybody was like, oh, he's doing great, and we were like, yeah, he's fantastic Und- understudy. And then Di came back and we were like, right, well, it has got to be a transition. We've got to bring our... He's our number one keeper. We bring our number one keeper back, be, you know, between the sticks at the soonest possible logical uh, place. And then people, no, Carl Darlow, Carl Darlow. Like, yeah. I'm we, not, we, not, I'm we, not we, knowing
1: Carl no like, but It was all the all was,
0: change.
1: It was, and it's been proven to do so because performances last night really stamped in why you should be in this team. And obviously... He's had one or two little small mistakes. The El Nenny one last week, and um, the Ruben Neves one against Wolves. Probably the two that stand out. But other than that, he's been he's been the Martin Dubravka that we have all came to expect over the last hundred games. Just absolutely phenomenal. He was phenomenal. Manchester United. Yeah.
0: He's, Sky will be purring over him because we all know about the bias that's going on. And um, you just had to look to the, this week at the reporting over the takeover stuff, um, and everything else, and the way that they've hounded the Glazers since the protest. Yet, uh, there's a UK based owner of a football club in Mike Ashley who's done far, far worse. Um, and and you know, asset stripped the club. Look at the building around St James's Park at the moment, look at the hands in the tail, look at the free advertising. Look for the lack of investment etc 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 and they have done absolutely fuck all journalism about it you can see them you can say that manchester united's a bigger club this that and the other you can dress it up whichever way that you want to journalistic standards and integrity um yeah they're clearly not at sky sports because um yeah that on a, on a side uh note this week that really really ground, ground my gears. Uh, how they've been you know, going on over, over all of that. But, yes, yeah, Sky just biased. Yeah, every match on the, on the lead up to the match, in the, the Leicester game was no different. You're talking about every other game but the Newcastle game that's just about to kick off. The commentary teams are shite. Uh, the commentary teams are biased. But, yeah, if Dubravka was playing for a Manchester United, they'd be bigging them up like they do De Gea. And I think De Gea has far more mistakes than what a Martin Dubravka has. Uh, and I personally think
1: that I'd rather have Dubravka than to get any day of the week mate I don't know what you're thinking about that but I think he's a yeah, bit the best in the league I've argued that many a times with me mate so we're both Man United fans <laughs> uh, The are versus, versus Dubravka Dubravka's way more solid especially the last couple of seasons but um, the second half mate we'll, we'll keep we'll keep playing well obviously Leicester had a couple of chances we had a couple of chances but we're, we'll cut them open with this third goal um, Colin Wilson. He
0: likes the
1: second half goal, doesn't he? I mean, every, every goal he scores has been in the second half, 12 <laughs> goals. Of season. It's, um, it's some start, that means. But, um, it's just like goal, Brazil. It was, it, uh, again, ex- exactly what you'd expect from Colin Wilson. For one goal, no messing about, goes around Schmeigel, blasts it home. Three <laughs> 0 Dream territory nosebleed. But we'll, we'll be at. we we'll, 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 at the time. We're we'll thirteenth, 13th, like, 13th like thirteenth. one in the league.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at this point, though, you're looking. And if, if somebody didn't know football and they just they just switched on, you have said, "Who who's the team? Uh, you know, trying to get to the Champions League, and who's the team that's struggling to the up?" And you would have said the other way around. But I was sitting like a girl, and this is Kerry was like, "Oh, will you shut up? Will you shut the stop streaming? stop!" Streaming. And I was like, "I was like, this is, you know, I, I feel like my eyes are just totally utterly failing me. I'm like, I better get the the Castle as soon as possible, get my eyes sorted.
1: Um, <laughs> it, it, it was, was it was
0: unbelievable. I was oh, I was completely. I was just like a little girl. I was just properly like ah.
1: <laughs> well, it's it very rarely happens, mate. I mean. If you if you followed this podcast for the for the entirety of the season, and if you have, thank you for that, by the way. But if you have, there's been a lot of negative podcasts. There's been a lot of shouting. There's been a lot of frustration, and that and that it goes through the fan base. It's not just us. Do you know what I mean? There's loads of there's loads of fans been being frustrated, being unhappy. But I, f- I just felt like last night was well Friday night was was for the fans because like. Would deserve that man on and off the field. Take over, no take over. Fipping Qatar court cases. BS yeah, politics the coming in. Politics. The I mean. This takeover has went from pillar to post, it's went from Boris Johnson's desk to, to Fitbit Biden's desk to Mohammed bin Salman's desk to Fitbit Qatari desk. It's been all over the bastard world, this and takeover off the field and then on the field it's been horrible, it's been slow and some of the performances as a fan is some of the worst I've seen. So for what to be 3-0 the King Power I felt Weird for one, but I was. I wish you could have been there, mate. I was was enjoying a game of football, and like I was joking on, and like the the day before, having town and concert doing the FA Vars, I was saying that's the best game of football from a northeast team I've seen about two and a half years. (laughs) You know what I mean? So to see what team play well and 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 thriving and playing to our strengths with with better with, with better players, and Wilson just driving and on goal for the third. It was just, it was just a nice, nice relief to just be like, I can enjoy my football team for once instead of because even when we've won this season, Paul, we've been like, the performance was a bit shit, but oh, we'll put, uh, but we got the result though. Oh well, we'll be happy about that. That's why I've, like this. No, we win to back top top top, 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 don't, don't we? We can enjoy because I don't think we've enjoyed a performance and a result since probably West Ham first game of the season, and it's like it's been so long since we've been able to go. Oh, my god, apart like the podcast is gonna be flipping great because we can talk about this, 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 and this. Like, we've still got so much more to talk about. We're like 40 minutes in. Do you know what I mean? We've still got the takeover and that to talk about. We've still got the, the, the other two goals. Well, the other, other goal, but like, it, it's just as a fan, that's what you live for. Like, just a bit of flipping, bit of fight, a bit of hope, a bit of spark. Do you know what I mean? And we haven't had that all yeah. seen. It's imagine just imagine not being there.
0: That would have. Can you
1: imagine that? And again, I tweeted that out. It's the biggest. It's the biggest like feeling because like through through like COVID that everyone it's been a difficult time for a lot of. You know, like to be there last to be there for Friday night. Leicester, I love Leicester on a to in anyway, as you know. But like that, like that, it's a wonderful place. Honestly, the atmosphere in that corner that the fans generate, it's nothing short of... Even when we're 5-0 down in the pouring rain, I remember being first row, the rain's hitting me flipping face. Um, I'm on my own. (laughs) And, like, it was just flipping... It, it was horrible watching them just score and, score and the, the poking fun at wearing that and it, just to be 3 0 up but not be there. It's like, it takes the soul out of it I'm, I'm still buzzing, don't get us wrong, but like, I, did, I That's wish what I
0: not it? It's it's, it's that Everton away of being 2 0 down and drawing 2 2 improbably. It's the Leicester away and, and you scored four goals. And I can't help but think that that last season's game played some part on this season, because I think Leicester went in very, very cocksure and confident as a group of players, and I think Newcastle went there with a little bit of look, we owe them one for taking a piss last season.
1: They've it a couple and, of times since took over.
0: Yeah, so it, it, to, to me, it, it all gelled in so nicely, but that is the sort of thing that you make these long trips away. I mean, we've, we've Followed them up and down the country, um, like many yeah. yeah. And and sometimes you're like, oh God, you get in at four or five in the morning, you back up for seven. You're like, why do you do it? That is why you don't need, You got you've got to bottle that feeling. But yes, it it, it, it football this season isn't the same. You're watching it, and I think VR's taken away a, a, a lot a lot of it. Um, no fans there, no experiences like this. But magical moments like that, like I can now just switch back and think, well, we were at Goodison Park for the 2-2 when we come back, the the bitterness coming in from three sides of that stadium towards the Newcastle fans, the <laughs> grapes, the atmosphere. Um, I can remember the players running I back. Remember the stewards, like what the, you know what I mean. I can remember there the, was the a little lad in, in the uh stand away our left hand side who was giving us the wanker sign all night and then we we're like oh they like, cheer you back to school tomorrow and stuff like that. Little nuggets and gems like that stay with you. Yeah. And, and and as a Newcastle fan, when we realistically under the ice model, we're never gonna win a cup. We're never gonna win the league. Just just so that win.
1: Like that, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so things like that. That is our that is our winning a cup moment. Because it's magical moments like that that make the 15 games when we when we only got you know like what four or five points yeah. makes it worthwhile
1: to support and, the team.
0: Yeah, and yeah. let's let's try and finish off on a positive end, mate. So we can have a positive start in the next season. So we're not going into another season thinking shit, race to 40 points, race to 40 points because it's it's got to be more than that, mate. Football is about hope. And it's all about getting things better for the. For the it'll future. all
1: be about it'll all be about um off the field stuff now, mate. I reckon. Um, we'll yeah. all, nope. we've got got three games left, but obviously I think Brighton
0: just just uh conceded an equalizer as we're recording this. Wolves have just equalized against Brighton, so Newcastle uh, keeps uh, Brighton if it's a draw. Keeps Brighton below Newcastle in the uh, league table. Table it keeps us 14th and then uh, 15th at the moment. So keeping an mm-hmm. eye on that because. You've got to
1: do these sort of things, haven't you? Uh when when you're in the midst of a releg—well, we're not in the relegation scrap anymore, mate. I think we—I we'll, think we've pulled away. I think twelve points, four games to go, superior goal difference, done. But uh, like, honestly, just just to add on what we're saying, like, just to just enjoy a game of football, mate. It meant so much, um, and then we we'll, and then we'll score the fourth not long after. <laughs> What a great bit of football, I tell you. We the midfield from Willock Willock again um, bitching about soy like a little child. <laughs> he wins the ball back and we'll pass it back to the goalkeeper, like we usually flip and do. But on this occasion, we'll, just, we'll pass for it. the less Leicester made will look like flipping Barcelona. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Well, I, uh, I was shouting, I was
0: shouting, and, and again, I, I got done for it, but. I'm sitting there going, it's just like watching Brazil. Because obviously we're in the yellow key and stuff like that. <laughs> loves it, by the way. Um, but I'm sure was just like watching Brazil. And yet yeah, to see us play out from the back, as I half expected, as soon as De Braffi got it, I thought, hoof, he's going to hoof it up top. But no, we didn't. We looked, again, calm, composed. But if you haven't, if you've only seen the highlights of the match of the day, go back, see the whole match and watch this goal the build-up play to it because it, it's the build-up mate that makes it and they absolutely and I mean it's literally filth of a pass from Miguel Miro who
1: a goal. Game. It was one of the goals of the month beautiful yeah. team goal like if that was if that was a, if that was one of the big six it would be repeated on Sky Sports every day. it's like a classic Arsenal season.
0: goal when they were decent
1: yeah when they were decent they're not well, not now yeah. but like <laughs> Yeah, it it was just a it was just a filthy goal. We beat the press while passing from the back, and as you know, the three defenders on the field aren't known for passing the ball out well, but we we'll managed to get it out from the back really comfortably. Shelby has the ball in the middle. He, he makes a smart pass forward for once. Miggy with an unbelievable play through to Wilson, as we mentioned before, the IQ of the centre forward taking it away from the defender and uh, going from there. But um, fantastic finish from Wilson. Uh, well. The, the, the hit, he gets a bit unlucky, lucky with the with the rebound off the post. But I
0: thought the angle oh, was yeah. too tight on the follow up. Made I must have, I must admit that first I thought he's going to blast this over. It's too tight, too tight. But no, it, it was just the cherry on top of the cake because that pass made. I'm telling you now, and for all them people are getting under Miggy's back, he's playing in a different position. He's not a midfielder. He's a number ten, and he's playing great, there.
1: great pass. Great bit of creativity.
0: He's looked and you've got Joe Willick beside you, who's got a little bit of pace. And he's thought, Fuck me, we can actually get about. We've got a little bit of something in the middle. And the the weight of the ball was absolutely beautiful. If it's over hit, under hit, that goal doesn't happen. It was perfect. Uh, and then, like I said, everything else about the goal, yeah, take away the fact he, he smacked the post, but he was alert to it, mate. It was a brilliant, fantastic goal by Newcastle. Uh, and that's the sort of football we want to play we don't want to play Bruce Ball Bruce Ball's shot, we've had it for long enough that level of intricate play is like when you're watching an England game or an international or whatever or if you're watching a European game and you're seeing two sides just passing quickly with pace, power and purpose that was it that's in a nutshell what we want to to expand on to get away from this Bruce Ball shit and yeah. play more of that sort of football. Unbelievable goal, Beautiful goal. Joint to behold.
1: Yeah. Four 0 Like four. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, like, I was looking at the score the score line on when it was on the telly and that and I'm like, I just like I was just completely like, dazzled I was like, "I'm waking up soon. Like, surely, Christ, someone's gonna, someone's gonna, like, shake isn't number. It's half time and we're we'll four-one down or something." But, it's like, like a
0: Carlsberg moment, isn't it? You're, you're thinking, all of a sudden, the 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 uh, the, the Saudi uh, piff is gonna walk out on the pitch, sign the contract, and just go, "There you go, <laughs> perfect day."
1: <after laughs> but. Yeah, it, it it was just it was just crazy. It was just to be four little It was mad. But obviously, I think we got a bit too comfortable with the, Bruce takes the wrong players off. Willick goes off? Um, who else did he take off? I think because we ended up with a midfield. After he took Miggy off. Yeah, he went we ended, off, We ended up with a midfield free of Hendrick, Sean, and Shelby. And the, difference, on, the difference in energy was there to be seen because Leicester started getting. A lot more freedom in the middle of the park because obviously the movement isn't there. Well, intelligent movement anyway, because obviously Sean has his on and off games, and I think I don't think he was particularly there. Uh, Hendrick never has a good game, so and then you have Shelby who doesn't move. But honestly, we had a bit of a disaster to be honest the last 10 minutes. It went to 4 1, I'm thinking. Like, I'm not insecure when it comes to Newcastle under Steve Bruce. I, I felt insecure about being 4-1 up. I was thinking, oh, we're not going to see this out. You're thinking yourself, only Bruce go,
0: could cock this up.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I was thinking, it's typical Steve Bruce. It's typical Newcastle under this flipping manager to throw it away. Yeah. After that first goal for Leicester, which, by the way, was a brilliant finish from All Brighton. I'm not quite sure where Richie and Dermott were in the whole thing, but, like... Um, it I've was probably, a fantastic thing. That's is. probably the one brilliant mistake he made on the night. Um, beautiful finish from all Brighton, but I was starting to think crap. Like, what, what is it? What what's it going? What's going to happen now? Because like, are oh, going to fall to bits? And then when they scored the second, it didn't exactly feel as much comfort. And it was like, it it was it was a good goal by Ian Atchow, but other than that nobody's seen anything of him on the day like we had him pretty covered and I know he's in good form in that and they've probably got one eye on that FA Cup final which I wish them all the best for because like you say it's before Leicester are the type of club Newcastle would be looking to yeah. mould themselves like so uh, and with Leicester being a, a class of team, that I've got a bit of a soft spot for Leicester so I wish them now put the best in the final but like yeah, just to just to just to see what compete with a team like that, mate. It's been, you know, just, just crazy in itself. But
0: yeah, oh, it's we'll, we'll, towards we'll to
1: the end, a, a good goal from Ian Acho. Um, obviously four two, and then they give six minutes out of time, which I'm thinking the a get six minutes from, um, and then it falls to Perez. <laughs> and then, oh to yeah, you it. just saw that unbelievable yeah. save. It's a point blank range and you have to be positionally perfect to make a save like that. And to Bravka was like, to be fair to him. We'll keep the ball out. And I think once that once that shot was saved, I think Leicester kind of knew they weren't coming back. Um so it was a sloppy end to what was probably the best performance under Steve Bruce's tenure. Um who you give credit for the upturn in form. I mean I I I'm stubborn. I'm not going to give Steve Bruce credit because I don't feel he deserves it, mate, to be honest. I no, feel you've, got,
0: you've got to wear that out, mate, on the course of the season. You can't just... And this is the thing. It's not a knee-jerk reaction. It's still very much Bruce out. It, it's got to be. You've got to look at it over the season. and it, Quite frankly, it's not good enough that Newcastle United are currently battling it out to finish fourth bottom of, of, of the Premier League that we are relieved that we are, are, are staying up because our...
1: Yeah,
0: a great car like that, won't he? <laughs> um, <laughs> Sunderland, oh, we are going to bottle the playoffs again, aren't they? Uh, banter, Banter Club. But, um yeah, on, on the whole, on the season, I think Steve Brooks has been very anti the Newcastle United fan base. I think he's been very, very toxic. I think he's played a stubborn brand of football at times. I think he's cut his nose off to spite his face when he had them in uh, altercations uh, with Graham Jones when he came in and banishing him to the stand. There's a a huge, long list of issues that Steve Bruce has caused. Ars licking off. Mike Ashley, of course, doesn't help. Um, Covering covering Penfold doesn't help. Uh, You can go through issue after issue the football's been terrible it's been pathetic we've got 100 million pounds spent and we're going to be finishing fourth fifth possibly sixth bottom but most likely fourth bottom looking at the fixtures and trying to crunch everything um you get you get credit where credit's due you oversaw a a fantastic uh victory and you're paid well and handsomely to give newcastle fans and to give our football club um victories but we should be doing a lot, lot better. Should we now, after a couple of seasons, mate, of being an established Premier League club, be having to constantly look over our shoulder first and foremost all the time? Why couldn't we ever try to target uh, the, the new Europe um, Conference League, yeah. give the fans a little bit of so, uh, something? I don't forget Brentford away. I think you should have been fired after that. I think you should have been fired after the Sheffield United game. So, uh, yeah, I'll give him credit for the game yesterday because he, he was the manager who o- oversaw it. Uh, but I think it's got a lot more to do with um, Callum Wilson coming back, said Maximum coming back. I think it's got a lot more to do with that because ultimately he can whinge and bitch and say about injuries, but he's the man who's made the squad, mate, so it's down to him. It's down to him. But I will say that that uh, match yesterday was the first time that we've beaten a team who's third in the table by two or more goals for the first time since december 2001 when we beat Arsenal 3-1 away under bobby robson um so oh. you, you you've got to give credit but it's those sort of performances and results made are the exception and they're not the rule if if steve bruce was getting results like that more often than, than not newcastle fans would be happy with them but let's face it mate this is very much the exception to the rule
1: the rule oh, is okay, shit, 75th, 76th game in charge, maybe coming up to 80 games in charge. Yeah. And we'll his a performance, he's yeah, pretty much. And, and even when we've played really well, we look like we're going to bottle it towards the end. West Ham last year, Bournemouth, uh, Leicester, uh, you know, so it, we've got it in, we still ah, the way to cock it up, but. Yeah, great performance. I'd probably put it down to Graham Jones because I think it, what I'm going to try and theorise this with is like the difference in how we're set up. Because if you look at it towards the start of the, the start of the season, when we're playing five at the back, we had 10 men behind the ball, one man up front, hoping for the best, hoping Maxi can run 20, 30, 40 yards, pick out a pass and get a goal from it. Yeah. Um, no structure, no anything. Just sitting back, waiting to be hammered. Of any given team, any given week, and then when Graham Jones came in, you look at the difference with a five-man at the back formation, wing-backs formation, similar to what Roberto Martinez played at Wigan, where he was where he was coached. Um, were more dynamic, were pressed more. We we'll get about them in the midfield. We'll press at different times, whereas when, when before Graham Jones came in in a five-man five at the back formation, we didn't press at all. We just kind of sat off and, and didn't press as a team. One player would press and another one wouldn't, and it seemed disjointed. But we looked more in sync. We looked more. We look more at it with a five at the back formation since Graham Jones has came in. So I, I know the mates in the media, Bruce won't give. They won't talk about Graham Jones. They probably they'll probably say, oh, well, since Graham Jones came in. There's been a little bit of help for Steve Bruce." But you'll give you they'll be, "Oh, we'll give Steve Bruce credit. He's been great. He's been fantastic. He's had an amazing season. He's a fantastic man, even though he's a shit landlord." But like it, it's it, uh, for me, I think the ter- the turning point for Newcastle to stay up was where, was a, a couple of things. Unbelievably, getting beat off Brighton. Graham Jones coming in. Where results start to slowly pick up, and then it and then it switch when we started bringing players in to help that formation work. Um, so Wilson, Willock, Maxi, Richie, Dummett, players that are getting back into the squad—that's a turning point for me because we managed to pick up some important p- results. And if Fulham failed to win tomorrow, failed to win tomorrow night against Burnley, and Burnley are fighting for their lives as well. So it's a big game for Burnley. It's not just like they're on the beach. Then Newcastle will be safe, and it, I think we're safe now. I'm mean, even putting the title bollocks it. but like, yeah, it, it just we have mathematically
0: safe. Because
1: then then we're not we're not dragged into the mire now. We're not looking over our shoulder. We're not getting the the media the media been want of oh, fallen versus Newcastle on the final day when it stays up. They're not going to get be a
0: circus, mate. Sky like, would have it. lapped it.
1: Yeah, well, just like they did when Bury and Fippen Bolton were nearly out of business with a countdown clock on that. The th- the thrive on teams being, um, teams struggling and stuff, especially with the relegation fighting, the build it up as survival day and all this.
0: Todd was struggling. What, uh, Brighton, I've been reduced to 10 men. they have had dunk sent off. I've just conceded in, in stoppage time at the end of the game. Wolves take the lead, which keeps Brighton well and truly below us. So we've got two points above them now they'll stay in 15th we'll stay 14th uh Sunderland have equalized I'm, I'm afraid to say but they're going to finish the season four for both to the playoffs it's the mighty Northampton yes Northampton town We're
1: Leicester they're drawn at home to Northampton <laughs> levels, levels. but uh
0: yeah I mean this is the thing and this is what Bruce Paul's reduces to me well you have to look Be- because because the mentality of the club has been wrong for so long we're constantly looking down and despite the fact we're being with 12 points clear with 12 points left to play we're that much used to disappointment at the football club that mentally as a fan base we're trained to think until it's 100 percent mathematically impossible to balls it up then we're, we're, we're totally worried of course we'll be keeping our eye across the game tomorrow it's a totally only natural i just hope that i mean if it ends a draw that's fantastic uh, and then, hopefully, again, if you're listening to the rumours and the rumblings on social media, it may have a knock-on with regards to the takeover and things speeding up. It may, it will definitely have a knock-on effect with regards to contracts, because the likes of Paul Dummett and Co have been told, subject to staying in the league, we will extend your contract by a year, this, that and the other. Uh, so Cher will stay, um, Gail will stay, uh, Carol's going to be go regardless according to what I read in the Times recently uh, but there's quite a few contract issues that need to be sorted out and like that's what's going to happen Nate, what, what once our Premier League safety is sorted because that's the way that we, we operate. Every season we may go down that's the mentality of the club so they won't do anything until Premier League's uh, survival has been 100% mathematically sorted. So let's let's all be Burnley supporters on Monday Either a win or preferably a draw because it but keeps them more, eh? yeah, this is the thing with lots, lots, lots of connections with uh Burnley and, and Turf Moor, no, but yeah, let's get it done and, and avoid the circus, mate. Uh, um, because and no doubt next weekend is going to be a difficult bloody game against Manchester City, <sighs> they, they, need win. Win. They, they need to win now, don't they? For the Premier League, um, they they're,
1: they're coming to for the yeah. Premier looking to win the Premier League so it's not going to be an easy afternoon for they will have had a
0: wake-up call with the Leicester game mate. They'll be sitting there thinking to themselves Leicester took these lads lightly and they did Leicester over so they, they'll be a lot more alert and this that and the other and, and you have to worry with the with the plethora of quality talent. Their bench mate would walk into our first team a lot of them. So it's going to be a difficult game but let's get survival sorted and then take our medicine against Manchester City because we expect that to be taking some medicine and let's go into the last two games of the season seeing whether callum wilson can get to his 15 goals that he's he's targeted uh and let's see if we can get another six points and push up um and try and avoid you know it would be nice not to finish fourth bottom mate uh, and every position in the premier league is worth a couple of million pounds so if you can finish four or five positions higher and i'm looking at the table at the moment we're on 39 points. Crystal Palace two points ahead of us. Um, obviously, the Wolves are away now. So, if we can finish 13 14th, it's certainly a lot better than uh, finishing uh, in seven, you know, 17th. And literally, yeah. wooden spoon of, kind of, that that of, of survival. But that, that is actually that his Newcastle. That is his remit, remember. Uh, and us customers have to get, uh, get on board. But I just hope and pray that Premier League survival, which I'm praying will be sorted on Monday, will set through a sequence of events culminating in new ownership over this
1: summer mate that's That's where we're going now with this with with the podcast now the final bit of talking point before we we wrap up but like yeah there's been news this week that ashley has got a separate case he's took over from the newcastle um supporters consortium um for an anti-competition lawsuit by the looks of things so it's a separate um separate and it's a separate entity from obviously it's mash holdings it's similar but different kind of like pif in the saudi government but i digress (laughs) like a new new way it came it came to like a couple of days ago um a, lot of, a couple of people seeing this as a negative, tr- actually trying to get a power grab for all that you can get um, because the arbitration isn't going well. Arbitration hasn't started by the sounds of things. I mean, I'm not in the know. I'm not anything like that. But No, you from, don't. What, we have seen what, it. From that. what Sky Sports have said, from what Liam Kennedy said, this hasn't started yet, um, it, arbitration. The anti-competition one probably has. That's getting fast tracked. I don't know what that means. I probably need to speak to a lawyer or something. Um, I don't know if, I do, well, there's Michelle Galgett Shots. Probably have to ask her. But um, yeah, I, I, fast track, so probably means quick answer. But for me, I looked at it as positive news, mate, because I think if they can get fined into the competition case, going our way or going his way, it's then the arbitration case. And like, I don't have any faith in Mike Ashley whatsoever. But I have full faith in his in his legal team. I mean, Nick DeMarco, yeah. he, I've got a lot of respect for. Uh, he's he's uh, he's commented with us a couple of times, to chatted to on about QPR a couple of times on Twitter, and that seems a genuine bloke and uh, with a very vicious reputation of being a a, a, like a brilliant lawyer. So you know, I have full faith in him to get the best for Newcastle. You this know? this so,
0: summer, mate. This summer is huge. I personally think if it's not sorted this summer. I can't imagine the PIF will wait around for, forever. And it could be a case of, to, to me, as long as we get new ownership, that's what I'm interested in. It doesn't have to be the richest person or this, that and the other in the world. It, it's not about that. It's about, you was, look at Leicester. They're not the biggest spenders and they're doing things in the right in the right way. Um, season message trying to build on so first cup final in, what, 50 years? This, that and the other. They're, they're up the third in the table and they've done it quite modestly or you know in, in Premier League terms if you look compare it to a Manchester City or a or a or a Chelsea or you know whatnot who just bought the league. But I just think this summer it, it's it's really, really big, it's really, really huge. Part of me thinks there's gonna be a shortage of money in the game. And with everything that's gone on with regards to the top six, I think Ashley's put this other legal thing in which could basically happen within a month. It could happen within a month. Um, now that's gonna make a lot of documents to be handed over legally uh, to a lot of dirty laundry in public and I think he thinks that can give the other uh, side of it with Nick DeMarco uh, as much help as is possible there's a different legal team looking after both of these legal cases uh, there's no doubt this uh, I also think Ashley's thinking I'll be able to get some money out of this. And that's, I think, he's prime, one of his primary well, things. Why things he sale and he gets compensation. So it's, yeah. it's a win win. He's, he's a ruthless businessman. He doesn't do stuff by halves. Um, you know, I, I think he's an absolute wanker. I hate him. I, I wouldn't give him the same of my pay if he was a light. I don't like the man. Uh, but I think he's doing the right things and getting it done legally. Uh, he's getting the best in the field to be able to represent him and his interests. Um and if and if Mike Ashley wasn't benefiting out of it, he, he wouldn't be doing this if, if he was gonna give it give us you know t- to the Saudis or, or this, that and the other, you think, oh what 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 a good lad. he's wrote all that money off, he's doing it for the good of the club. He's not made, he's doing it for the good of his own bank balance at <clears> the end of the day, and to prop up his top brand. Uh but I just think this summer's gonna be huge. Um I think Premier League survival could well oh, trigger,
1: right.
0: trigger more things off arbitration is either again it's only what you can sort of gauge on 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 uh, social media i don't work for kfc so i'm not in the know um but at the end of the day it's either started or starting the arbitration process this could well this other legal case could well throw up some nice little gems to be able to where to help that along and it may force extra legal pressures extra costs at a time when the Premier League is not going to be cash-rich because of all the things that have gone over the past year, could force the situation. They're going to have to look at the fact that they need fresh money coming into the game. Um, I've read some ridiculous stuff like, oh, they want to buy Manchester United. It's a load of absolute shite, in my opinion. I think Newcastle is the only game in town at the moment. See what this summer brings. I think if this summer uh, doesn't bring a takeover, then I think actually... Needs to listen to, to other people because how long can you be go kicking the ball down the road, mate? Which is what we've done season after season after season. Because I'm not convinced, yeah. we'll have, uh, I'm not convinced we'll have full attendances at St. James's Park next season under the current ownership with the remit, as we keep getting told, just to stay in the league, no cup runs, blah blah blah. Our fans deserve better, we deserve a fresh start. Uh, the Premier League mate have been caught with their pants down over this greedy six farce, this European Super League farce. Oh, get yeah, uh, yeah, again yeah, absolutely disgusting that there's still been no real punishment. They've been knocked off a few committees and stuff like that. What a load of shite. They just put somebody else in there from the club to represent them. Um, there should have been points deductions. There should have been heavy fines. There should have been maybe banned from European competition for a number of years. 5% revenue off UEFA. It. It's taking the piss. These, are, some of these, like Manchester City, they're a country, they're a state, and you, you're not about taking five percent off, off the off the winnings away from them. Whoop de fucking uh, work
1: It yeah. seem to work for them then take Yeah, it yeah <laughs> um, I mean, uh, if, uh, I just straight goes through mate. Not oh. only
0: the politics, I just want it to go, want it to go through. I just, as we're doing this now, all sorts of shits kicking off in that uh, Wolves Brighton game. Brighton have had obviously had a player sent off dunk during the game, which is going to hamper them for uh, for the games for the rest of the season, which is yeah. hopefully going to make sure that they're not going to get too many points and we stay above them. But uh, more drama after the final whistle. Neil, uh, Neil uh, Malpeh has been shown a red card for Malvern off at the referee, so he'll be suspended as well. So that's two players that they've got. Um, they
1: won't have for the rest of the season, so again, I don't think he's going down now, though, mate. To be honest, I think both I think both Newcastle and Brighton are staying up. I think the way it is now, just positions,
0: mate, and just, just finances to, to up make the that,
1: full, full enough to win four games to stay up. And, like, do you see them going to Old Trafford and winning? Do you, do you see them beating Southampton? I mean, they could beat Southampton and Burnley in the next two, but they've got to play. They've got to go Old Trafford. They've got to playoffs. You know, there's three winnable games for them there, but even then, that's 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 not enough um, for them. They're, they're they're in the they're in the shit like Paul, massively. But I'm not asked about Fulham. I'm, I'm, I was only asked about Fulham when we were close to them. Um, <laughs> not now, so. I'll watch tomorrow night in hope that we'll go mathematically safe, but hopefully the next time I watch Fulham will be the last game of the season because, honestly, they're tiresome to watch, mate. It's enough watching it Newcastle with that shit as yeah. well. Yeah,
0: a lot of plaudits for Scott Parker. You know, an experienced manager coming in, saying the right things, doing the right things. Uh, maybe his inexperience has maybe cost him a little bit as well because he hasn't had that experience to be able to... to because, let's face it, mate, uh, they had two opportunities to drag us into the relegation zone, mid. And, and if they had have done that, it may have been a different kettle of fish that we're talking about right now. But he failed to do that at the critical times. And Bruce, to give him a little bit of credit and maybe an ounce knob worth of credit, um, he has overseen, probably because our better players have come back, an upturn in, in form over these last uh, last few games.
1: You mentioned uh, it before, the industrious players along with the talents. Yeah. Went, yeah. So. So, for it's, me, for me, for me, it's not Bruce. It's more Graham Jones, and I explained why before. But like, yeah, it's it, it, it's it, it, it's it's a relief that we're staying up. But obviously, we're t- we Eyes now turn to the summer. Hopefully, arbitration goes our way, and then hopefully we're going to next season. Fans back in from COVID and stuff with a fresh start. mate I think like I've seen on many podcasts this season, Newcastle need to take over more now. Than we've ever needed it. Steve Bruce, Mike Ashley, Lee Charnley, not sustainable. It's not. No. We've stayed up this season, yes. But if it's the same setup next season, mate, I really worry for it. Because we're, we're a loss of St. Maximin and Wilson away from complete catastrophe, to be yeah. honest.
0: And you wouldn't put a pass through cash in, mate, would you? You wouldn't put it in them cashing in on a, on a St. Maximin um, and, and then you really are up, up the shitter and you're drawing 1 1 with Northampton at home. So you know it it doesn't it doesn't take too too much before you are drawn with the Northamptons of the world at home uh, on the closing day of the season. Um, but yeah, we, we we're desperate. We need the fresh start. I would nick to mark all their first game of the season. Steve Lee, the Rubens Piff, to get the appreciation from the public that they deserve for sticking with this because a lot of other people, business minded people, people, yeah, Steve in particular. Say, yeah, don't see newcastle as that diamond in the rough uh, you know uh would have possibly just left us and just said look it's not to be of okay, case but they have stuck around and there's been a lot of determination um to be able to see this take over through but yeah totally nutly. if any and it's not just a biased thing if anybody deserves to take over after what we've had to suffer it's the newcastle fan base and i just hope that we get a fresh start new ownership New management team in, new philosophy, uh, a couple. I've um, have, have a good shuffle of the squad around because I think we've had some of the team for for far too long. I think Shelby's been here, for example, way too much longer. We take the best of the players that we've got. Your Willicks, who we should sign. Your ASMs, your Miggies. Uh, you could keep your your, your Lascelles, your Dubravkas, uh, your Callum et etc., etc., etc and then build it with some more hungry players and really try and, and build something and get that excitement back, which if you'd seen the entertainer's documentary after the match, that feeling, that taste, the, the sound, the smell of a club that's going in the right direction. And what we need to do, mate, is barring this result aside, we need to copy the Leicester blueprint and, and get a bit of pride back in, in you know in, in the shirt and stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah most most definitely but yeah ha- happy days we, we we you know we take the result we enjoy it no doubt next week next week's podcast will be slightly maybe different we might need an abacus during <laughs> during proceedings to keep up with the amount of goals and everything but no happy days newcastle yeah. all but uh, mathematically safe happy uh, happy, happy podcast the four. first
1: Happy days, happy podcast. But yeah, not expecting much next week. Um, just no, a I haven't good, said that last week <laughs> a, a, a good a good performance, I think, um is what is what we need. But um yeah, but yeah, I'm just relieved that we're that we're staying up It's been a lot of um lot of lows this season in terms of Newcastle um and very few highs. But this is one of the highs, it's one of the good podcasts, mate. So yeah, I've enjoyed it, I've been looking forward to it and um, so i've i've been uh I've, i'm happy to get this out for everybody and that's stuck with and enjoyed listening to the podcast throughout the season um youtube coming soon paul so it'll I be, exactly know,
0: exactly I I can't wait it'll
1: be yeah it'll be exactly the same the podcast will not change in the slightest and um, the only difference is it'll be on youtube as well just like it'll be on db radio too so just see just a, just a just a couple of different avenues to get the podcast different listeners and stuff trying to get more people um involved with work uh messaging work and, and stuff like that as well but i want to end the podcast on a high made because a lad uh messaged in to were uh reese i think it's reese calvert i think i think i've got your name wrong yeah, i'm sorry i know his first name's reese so i'll stick with that but um he ran 13 marathons in 13 days which I thought was absolutely staggering. He raised over two grand for Alzheimer's um and, and cancer research was so shout out to you mate It's been brilliant. So like it, it might not mean much coming from me and Paul and Magpie twenty four seven, but darn proud of you, mate. Fellow Newcastle supporter, doing that for charity. Doing well, the right you know, thing, mate. I'd applaud, oh, but it's, it wouldn't sound good on a podcast, so um, I mean, does that sound alright? I don't know. We had an ASMR fair, but um, no, well done, mate. Honestly, 13, 13 days. Did it with his cousin as well, so yeah. That, probably
0: footballers, mate, who can't run a marathon per season, and then this lad's gone and done what he's done, mate, for a fantastic course, so yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely brilliant, and you know we, we talk about the food bank who's done fantastic stuff, um you know over the course of this season, and then you hear little things like this stories, people going the extra mile doing things, um and you know you have got to got to take uh, your hat off to to you know to to the fan base, uh I know the the uh, the supporters trust they've had an extra I think they've had to seventy five thousand pound on 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 their. Uh, Crusade sort of try and get some representation on, on, on the board. Ten thousand pounds a month they got signed up for direct debits, mate. Literally some fantastic stuff all going on around the community. Um
1: what makes a fan base great, mate? And it like, is, it's what makes us you know, what makes a I, in, in any way. way, do you know what I mean? Because like we're, we're yeah. a fan base. I mean, we do a podcast I, but we're not one or anything special, or we're just we're just fans like any years listening. So to highlight something positive like you know, someone doing that for charity needs to be highlighted more, I think. So, for a nice good feel thing to end up with, to end a good feel podcast. If there's anything more you want we to add?
0: Manchester City.
1: <laughs> bring them on easy three points. <laughs> uh, While you yeah, is sitting shitting right now. I <laughs> can tell you
0: what, he won't be talking up Bruce during the week, he won't be doing what Brendan Rogers done, oh he's a great manager, he's a great manager he's nice, no, fucking shite
1: he's fucking <laughs> shite, he's saying that
0: to the rest of the players and stuff like that, so the, the players just get in amongst us and stuff but uh, yeah park the bus job mate next week I think,
1: yeah, just a yeah. good it but, uh, no, no, not, not <laughs> expecting anything. We're safe now. I'd like to see a couple of youngsters maybe get an opportunity, but no, nah, mate, we're safe, so I'm, I'm happy with that. But uh, aye, till next week, we'll, um, after the Man City game, which will. Yeah, not like <laughs> maybe <laughs> a quick score, but l- l- looking forward to it regardless. I think after after this week, it's give everyone a bit of a boost, being safe and stuff. And all eyes will turn now to arbitration. So if you hear, if if we hear anything major regarding the takeover, we'll probably do a podcast on that as well. But if we don't, it'll just be after the Man City game. Um, I'm not sure what time the Man City game kicks off. So prob- I'll check before I'll check before air uh, was we'll sign off what time the Man City game is. Next week,
0: um, are all
1: these weird times at the moment, isn't it? If it if it's a late if it's a late kickoff for Tuesday the next day, but if it's an early kickoff, it's Tuesday. I will play on the Friday night, man, Friday night, eight o'clock. So it'll be out on the Saturday. And <laughs> um, the only reason it wasn't this week is because, um, one, a birthday that I had to do, and then I ended up watching Canelo. Saunders, so that's on me. I do apologize, but next week it's not the case. But uh, I yes, I'll sign off three so, points. <laughs> easy three points for next he's week. It, Another easy. podcast in in the bag. But um, I cheers for listening, everyone. We we'll love you and leave yous for now. We'll catch you on the next Magpie twenty four seven podcast. See you later, everyone. Yeah,
0: you